Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 343 of the Direct Message Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Man, I am so fucking exhausted from the whole Black Friday stuff. But I will say this, man. At least I'm glad I'm podcasting. Yeah. Good <laughs> oh, man, but otherwise, I'm just exhausted. Work stuff's been extra crazy. Everything else has been extra crazy. But on top of that, at least I was able to go through and get some quality games going. That's always good. It's good. Do you, uh, before we get into that, though, uh, do you get any cool shit for uh, Black Friday? Yes, I did actually. So I'll let you. I'll let you listeners in on a little bit of something. The computer I'm recording on right now is my brand new computer that I ended up putting on layaway months ago. So the funny story about that is I go into Walmart on Black Friday to pay off the rest of my laptop. End up finding out my laptop was on sale during Black Friday. Hmm. And so I go from owing $121 to them giving me $107. Nice. So Walmart paid me to get my laptop out of layaway. Perfect. That was a plus. So inside of that whole day, after I got through with that, I went to the town over. I went into their Walmart. I ended up picking up Devil May Cry 5 for nice. 5 bucks. I got a little Link plush because, well, hell, they had it there and it's none of my other Walmart. So he's now comfortably sitting on my shelf, my bookcase, and just overlooking stuff. The whole Wind Waker Link. I love That's that. That's cool. I love yeah. that game. But, uh, Your game. No, the major shit that hit the fan was once I left the Walmart, I went to one of the old pawn shops I used to go to before... Like, uh, I moved out of that town. So, I go to the east side of town, and I ended up going inside this pawn shop, and I noticed they were having a Black Friday sale, right? And so, I see they had a special. Okay, there's an Xbox One. If you buy an Xbox One, you get two games for free. And so, Hmm. I look upon what they had for sale. They have this special edition, like, uh, Xbox One S, that's like a Gears of War theme. Oh, yeah. But... It's too fucking expensive. Oh. It's like 200 and something dollars for oh, a used Xbox One S. Yeah, never mind. With not even its uh, native controller. Not even the thing that came with it. I'm like, no, fuck that. The other one was uh, the the One S that I used to have. The whole plain white. Yeah, I did not like that either. It was $10 more than the actual Xbox One S that I invested into. So hmm. yeah, spoiler warning, I did purchase an Xbox One S. Nice. I got the Battlefield 1 version of it. (laughs) It's a green Xbox One S. It's definitely a Microsoft color (laughs) Xbox One S. (laughs) I end up having to buy a charging kit for it, like, uh, the day later. But I ended up getting that Xbox One S along with six Xbox 360 games. Nice, dude. Now, two of them came for free. So what I ended up picking up, I picked up Mass Effect 2. Mm-hmm. I ended up picking up, let's see, gosh, I had a whole slew of them. Fallout 3, oh, actually, no, no, no. Well, I was from GameStop, I should say. But anyway, I picked up, like, six Xbox 360 games, right? And uh, there were some good stuff. I mean, I had games like Eternal Sonata, I had games like, uh, random like RPGs like Mass Effect 2 and stuff. Uh, basically, there's some good quality RPGs I got. So, I end up leaving that store, and what's kind of funny is throughout that whole day, since Walmart gave me $107, I used that towards that Xbox One S that uh, I had bought from the pawn shop alongside whatever thing I was paid that day, and that spent like $61 over at that pawn shop total. Nice. (laughs) So, I didn't really break the bank, and I ended up getting that, and then the next day... No, actually, like on Sunday, I ended up going to GameStop the first time in a hell of a long time, like since March, and I ended up renewing my subscription that I have there, like my account. Yeah. I know they're getting bad in terms of their financial stuff, but I bogged down, I paid the 15 bucks, and I ended up picking up games like Fallout 3, Game of the Year Edition, and Mass Effect 3, and uh, 
I picked up like about a good solid four games, I think, two to four games there. And then from later on that day, I ended up picking up the these. This is the only 360 game that I ended up buying new. Fallout New Vegas, 1288. Oh, nice. There you go. So, all in all, I went from one Xbox 360 game that I had picked up about a week and a half before in Mass Effect, a workable coffee at a Serenity house. And a little, <laughs> like, a uh, religious theme, like, uh, thrift store. Okay. And uh, I basically have now a, com- like, a collection of 14 Xbox 360 games Jesus, for my Xbox dude. One. Perfect. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> even, I didn't even spend hardly anything on that shit. Yeah. I, even with, like, the whole subscription thing, I basically paid $15 extra and stuff on top. It only came down to, like, about 43 bucks, right? Take away yeah. the 15 and that's... Pretty much, I barely even spent like over thirty dollars worth in games, yeah, from that stuff. But uh, still, I got a full-on collection of Xbox three hundred and sixty games now, on top of what I had previously through my digital stuff. It still kind of pissed me off in terms of the sales for the Black Friday for uh, Walmart that it wasn't more than one day, because I could have gotten, say, Forza Horizon Four, Gears of War Five for cheap. But I could not do that. <laughs> well, but I on... well, sorry, sorry, real quick. I want, before we before we, uh, we move on, I was gonna mention they have an awesome deal with the uh, Game Pass. Uh, I think I think it's going. I don't know how long it's going on for, but it's like for a dollar you get two months. And, and it's it like, ha- and it has Gears Five and Forza on there already for, for like, That's awesome. Yeah. So instead of paying thirty bucks a piece or whatever you're gonna pay for them there, you can pay a dollar. You have two months to play those games. Right, right. Isn't that something you pay like about five dollars a month or it's, something for? It's ten bucks a month or sixty dollars a year. Um, but wow. uh, yeah, but I mean, if you can get for like, I think for new new subscribers only, it's I think it was a dollar either two weeks or two months. I can't remember, but if you got the time to sit down and play them, I mean, Gears you can probably be, you can beat that in six to ten hours, depending on how much side stuff you want to do. Yeah. I could do that. I mean, that's not the first time I've actually had someone suggest to me, oh, why don't you invest in Game Pass? I got it for like a dollar and this and that. I'm like, yeah. I know, it's a good deal and stuff, but I'm not very good when it comes to subscription things. But yeah. I can see I, what I can do for it. Yeah, I would I'd definitely check it out. And I mean, it's a lot better than paying you know $30 for that game if you can just get it for a dollar and play it. Now refresh me, Tyler. Have you actually yeah. tried Game Pass? Yeah, I, I have Game Pass Ultimate. I've had it for like a year or so now. And how much do you generally pay for that thing? Um, well, I got the they had that deal back at E three, so it was like it's like fifteen bucks or no, it's fifteen bucks a month if you do Game Pass Ultimate because it's Xbox Live and Game Pass together. Um, oh. but if you if you want if you already have Xbox Live and you want Game Pass, it's it's like ten bucks a month. Or you can just oh. buy it, you can buy like three months or a year. I mean, you could better off just get a year for like sixty dollars. So basically, what you're saying to me, it's like if I don't have gold or anything else like that, that I would still need to pay for gold in order to get the game pass. Yeah, but I think the the one dollar thing pays for both for two months, and they usually have deals right now for for cheap. I mean, you might be better off just getting a three month pass for of Xbox Live, or a year pass maybe for Black around Black Friday around the holidays, uh-huh. and then just getting a, you could probably find like I, I saw. You can get uh, a year of Xbox Game Pass for thirty-five bucks during Black Friday. Right. So I mean, you might be instead of buying those games, use that money to buy Game Pass for a year, and you have, th- you know, I don't know, three, four hundred games, three sixty games, and Xbox One games, including brand new games on there um, to play. Because there's been a few, there's a few games like Outer Worlds is on there. Is that is that the one that just came mm-hmm. out? Outer Worlds is on yes, there. So yes, I actually use... had a friend that actually purchased Game Pass in order to play Outer Worlds and stuff, and I really yeah. loved it. Yeah, so, I mean, you've been wanting to play that game, so there you go. Yep, that's very true. Yeah. It, it might... makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it seems, it's just, I, I would recommend going that route if for you. Yeah, I may end up doing that, you know. <laughs> mm. All depends upon, like, if I can just sit down and just play the games. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like, like you don't, I don't, you don't do it right away. You can always wait. They always have a deal where it's like, I think you can get like a week for free or something like that, or the first month's a dollar, I think. So, yeah. I think that's what it is. Usually it's like the first month is a dollar, 
and then I think now they have like a two month for a dollar deal. I think it's just select commercial four. So just oh. keep an eye on that one. Uh, you you'll probably see it on the on if you go in the Xbox store or something. They'll probably have a deal on there you can click on. Right, right. Yeah, but I recommend it. I love it. I mean, I, you know, I don't the Xbox One. I don't play nearly as much as the other two consoles, but I mean, uh, there's there's a few games I've, I was gonna buy. I would I would have gladly paid you know the full price of what that game was worth for. And I got it on there, so I definitely saved my money on that. Uh, maybe my money's on that one. What it's what I basically would use that for is sort of like a rental thing, where it's like I I already pay from like each month and stuff like that. Maybe if I like this game or something, maybe eventually I'll buy the physical form of it. Yeah, that's true. If you want to do that instead, I mean that's perfect too. But like mm-hmm. Gears Five, I would gladly pay sixty bucks for that game when it came yeah. out, and instead I already had something I paid sixty bucks for a year ago for. And I got it, you know. I got that on top of all the other games I got to play on there, like Outer Wilds. I want to play. It's on there. After Party, a game I was gonna pay thirty bucks for when it came out last month. I mean, that's on there. Right. So yeah, it's uh, it's if, if Life is Strange two, all the episodes are going on there like a month later after they come out. Like I already paid for that, but I would. I mean, that's perfect for me. Like someone that's letting right. all the episodes stack up. Like cause the last episode comes out, I think tomorrow, uh, as of this recording. So it's like it's kind of perfect. Like I would have, uh, you know, if I didn't already pay for it in advance, I would have just waited for it, played on there. Right, I see what you're saying. Yeah, just check it right. out. Like, look at all the games on there. There's there's a great library. Like, dude, they've been doing a great job of putting like newer games on there every month. <laughs> but uh, other than that, though, that was pretty much my Black Friday in a nutshell. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Sounds like you got a lot of cool shit though. Yeah, it was definitely a memorable one, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, I I didn't really get anything. The only thing I got was um, another Switch controller. I just got like a oh cool like a like I, I found like a, the Zelda Breath of the Wild one. It's not a it's not a Nintendo uh, brand one. It's like the Power A or whatever. But yeah, um, it's the type of brand I'm using for like uh, my 360 controller right now for rechargeable batteries. <laughs> yeah, so I've been I just got one of those. It was like. I think it was like twelve bucks. I wanted to get two, but they were um, they only had one available. I was hoping there'd be another one going sale for um, uh, Cyber Monday, but I could, the one I wanted was sold out. So because um, we always got um, we got our nieces and nephews coming over a lot, so they love playing uh, Smash Brothers and Mario Kart, and they've always got a yeah. one's always got to use the the Pro controller, and the other one's got to like the other one's got to share uh, the uh, the little Joy Cons, which they always argue over. Who's gonna use the the power, you know, the pro controller, and then who's gotta use the Joy Cons? So, oh, I know, right? Sure, just get a couple, couple cheap, uh, cheap <laughs> controllers and shit, so they can use. So, well, why not? Yeah, I mean, there's not, you know, there's not a lot of games like the only games I'm like semi interested in playing that I don't already own are uh, like Borderlands Three. I'm kind of interested in playing. Like, I think I'd enjoy that game. Um, I probably wouldn't beat it, but it'd be a fun game to sit down and play for a while, and then uh. I was hoping to see like Pokemon for cheap, but uh, uh, I think I saw it for like fifty bucks um, at like Walmart or something like that. Was... Yeah, Walmart's definitely the the type of uh, it's definitely the place where you're gonna find a lot of the major AAA games for cheap, yeah. ten dollars off the initial retail price. Which that's why I love shopping there more so than I do at GameStop, and yeah. one of the reasons why I don't even go inside GameStop that much to shop. <laughs> yeah, but no. uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know, but I mean, Nintendo games very rarely go. I was hoping Astral, Astral Chain was another one I was looking forward to, like cheap. And But, you know, Nintendo is with their games. Like, like the big deal was, like, Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart, and um, Mario Odyssey. Uh, three games that came out in the first, like, six months of the console were on sale for 40 bucks for Black Friday. That's so, awesome, though. Yeah. Even yeah, though it was it just like as much as I thought, but still. Yeah, it's like, ooh, these three old games are now 40 bucks, guys. So yeah, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I was, I, I'm not like I said, not a lot I'm looking forward to, and I still got like Death Stranding, Life is Strange two, and uh, I'm playing Star Wars still. So I've got plenty of games to be playing that I don't need to, I don't need to pick up anymore. And like, I uh, my my family asked me what I want for Christmas. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, just buy me Pokemon. <laughs> like that's <laughs> like just give me some like gift cards for like GameStop or something like that. And, like I, that's all I really want is like Astral Chain and, and Pokemon. So then I had to explain uh 
because uh, I was like, oh yeah, I was like I was looking on the thing, and I was telling Courtney about it. And I'm like, yeah, I was hoping the new Pokemon game just came out a few weeks ago. I was kind of wanting to get one of those if they're cheap. She's like, just buy it. I'm like, she's like, well, I already asked for one of them for Christmas. She's like, oh, there's more than one. I'm like, yeah, they released two, and then that. She's like, well, just get one now and have them get the other one for you. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. <laughs> that explains oh, no. her like the bullshit thing they do with the Pokemon games. I was like, yeah, they released two, but there's like five Pokemon different between the games. So I explained the whole process to her, but I, I could have got it, but I was just like, nah, I shouldn't do that. I got, it's just, yeah, I got, like I said, I got plenty of <laughs> shit to play until for, a, you know, I got plenty oh. of games to play for the, for the rest of the year. I, Pokemon will be a fun game to play during like holiday break or something. Oh, definitely is a, a fun game though. Well, yeah. The, yeah, it's my Black Friday, so I got a uh, Switch controller, but uh, it's one of those weird years where, like, just didn't really want anything. Wasn't really looking for anything. You know, like I said, the, the few things I was looking for didn't really didn't go on sale. I didn't, like, I did a good job, I think, uh, I, uh, avoiding, like, usually most of the years what I do with Black Friday is I impulse buy games. It's like, oh, yeah. man, Resident Evil 7 is five bucks. Okay, and I buy it. And I'm like, three months later, why did I buy that? <laughs> or, like, I'll buy... <laughs> Uh, I bought like Final Fantasy 15 a few years ago for Black for Black Friday, and I'm just like never even played it. Like I do that every year. I was like in a impulse buying stuff, and I'm just like, like a lot of Amiibo. I, I think I got for like Black Friday and shit because they're they're cheap. And you didn't really do that this year. <laughs> no, no. I, I I bought a decent amount of Amiibo in the last month, but like like probably half oh, dozen God. after not buying any for like almost a year. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that happened. So. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm doing. I'm. I've been trying to do better about, uh, you know, being smart about my purchases. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's personal Black Friday. But uh, you know, what, I, what's just we haven't really done news in a while. So, and there really okay. hasn't been a lot of news lately. So uh, I guess we can just kind of cover that really fast. Gables. It's been kind All of. Right. A, it's been kind of an oddly quiet couple months. I think for. Uh, gaming news like there's been nothing really big i guess we have there been there really hasn't been anything too big i mean there were some things about like say the game awards coming up mm. like uh all the nominations by death stranding and all this and all that but other than that the only things i can really think of are with say blizzard over the past few months and stuff in terms of the whole blitz chung thing and like uh and like the whole up and the whole like uh interesting like reaction towards like a Blizzard in general, especially after they're unveiling Overwatch 2 and this and that, but there really hasn't been, I would think, like consistent big big news. Yeah, it's more yeah. or less like political stuff. Yeah, it's like I mean I think like usually we hear like leaks and rumors and stuff for getting closer to Game Awards, and I guess it's not until next Thursday, so we'll probably hear more stuff as we get closer. But um, but there was like a apparent like. Uh, there was an apparent leak a couple days a couple days ago in terms of another beta model for the PS5. Yeah, uh, that that's something I think it's it's like the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I'm trying to stay out of that because remember we did that like ten times with the Switch. Uh, yeah, like with with those. Like, oh, this is what the Switch before they announced what the Switch looked like when it was still what was it before? What was the, the code name for it? The NX. The NX. Yeah, when it was still the NX. Like. Oh guys, this Dude. is what it is. This is what it looks like, and we kept like, oh, maybe this is what it is. We knew, we knew the whole, we knew the almost the exact details of the switch like years before the damn thing yeah. was unveiled. From like the whole thing, the concept with Pokemon to the whole handheld console hybrid shit to everything else. Yeah. The only thing we didn't know about was the name and what type of games would be on the damn thing. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like stay out of that whole the, the PS5 models and the the Scarlet shit. So. Yeah, something tells me we're going to know a lot about both of those consoles in the coming, like, uh, next month or two. I feel like we already kind of know the gist of it already. It's just going to be a more souped-up PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, At this point, all I care about is, like, backwards compatibility. That's yeah. about it. Just I all I care about pretty much is the games. You know, I think what we're interested in, we won't know until we see it kind of thing, though. That's usually the yeah. With technology, though, that's the way it is. Like we don't, we didn't know we wanted it until they showed it to us. Sometimes, so exactly. But yeah, so it's been quite a couple months. Like yeah, like Overwatch Two was announced, Diablo Four was announced, but like those were like were like. But other than that, about it's like nobody. Free. I know it's like other than that, then nobody really much cared about other announcement. Yeah, like it just kind of came <laughs> went. It's just like and it's, we Diablo Four has been 
everybody knew it's been coming for a couple of years now. It was supposed to be announced last year at BlizzCon, yeah. and they pulled it at the last minute. Everybody oh, knew that, hey. and then they announced it this year. Don't you guys have mobile phones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that always gets me, because that is such a smug-ass response yeah. from Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've been doing a good job putting their foot in their mouth list last year, so. Yeah. Um, oh, the only thing really like that's I that's I think that's kind of worth somewhat worth talking about. And this one is it's barely worth talking about. Like, uh, but Resident Evil Three. Um, oh yeah. There's been a lot of talk that that's gonna be revealed possibly in the next few months. Um, oh, the remake yeah. will be. Uh, and it's coming they... 2020. Is is kind of the talk. Oh man, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so because, oh man, for as good as the Resident Evil 2 remake is, just imagine they did that type of an improvement to Resident Evil 3. And not just perfect the controls and get rid of the fucking tank controls, because fuck the tank controls, mm-hmm. but more or less the whole, like, uh, that whole constant being chased by Nemesis and all this other shit as Jill Valentine mm-hmm. trying to go through and conserving ammo and this and all that stuff. It's just everything I hear about Resident Evil Three, like uh, like Nemesis and stuff from uh, back then when people used to play it. From my friends who used to play the game, from past coworkers I've worked with who played the game and stuff, they love the game. It's just that uh, every time I tried to get into, every time I had previously attempted to get into those old Resident Evil games, one thing would always bog me down, and that was the fucking controls and that. I never, I didn't have that type of uh, problem with the Resident Evil Two remake because they made it accessible to the modern, <laughs> to modern friggin' era in terms of controls. So it's like, I would be equally excited because the story from Resident Evil Three is awesome. I want to give that game a try, but uh, I just hope we learn more about it soon. Yeah. Um... I, I think that's eventually going to happen. I don't see 2020. I think that's going to be like a 2021 game. But we've seen Resident Evil has kind of turned into a almost an annual um, kind of release. I think we've had one every year for at least the last two years. I think what, we had Resident Evil 7. Then we had mm-hmm. Resident Evil 2. Like, what? Resident Evil 7, 2017? Maybe, I don't remember. Maybe I don't fucking remember. Um, I don't yeah. think it's been like a yearly release. I think twenty. Oh, maybe it's been every other year. I think you're. I think yeah. It's I think been it's every other year. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, Resident Evil Seven, and all of a sudden this year we got the Resident Evil Two remake. So yeah, maybe twenty twenty would not be like, maybe not be such like uh, a smart thing possibly to think of release wise. Yeah. Unless they use a lot of the assets from their engine and stuff from Resident Evil 2 remake for RE3, which feel, that would make some sense. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I, then that kind of makes, makes I think, more solidifies my argument then, because I was like, well, they like to make it annually, but now I remember that. Yeah, 2017 was two was uh, 7, 2019 was 2. So yeah, I mean, 2021 would make sense with, with 3. Plus there's that... Just release across gen. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's probably what they end up doing, and that'd be perfect too. Like That'd be a nice little game to come out. Like that's gonna be a game that everybody's probably gonna buy on if they have the new Scarlet and PS5. That's gonna Boy. be a game that everybody's gonna be wanting a game to play on their new on their new pretty console because <laughs> we know we know how those launch windows go for every console. It's like you get a few cool shit at the beginning and then you you get nothing for months. It's just yeah. We had that with the Switch. We had that with uh, the Switch was better about it actually, but um, but we definitely had the PS4 and the Xbox One. And every other console, pretty much in history, where it's like, yeah, the, the launch is pretty good. There's something that comes out a little bit later, and then for like, like, till nothing until like the six month in, and you get like, you know, you get Titanfall and Infamous Second Son. So, um, and even so, it's like this generation started off incredibly slow, yeah, especially after the whole, yeah, like you were just saying, man, for like, like that's all two years in. This generation did not really start off on the like a fast footing. That's coming off of an incredibly long eight-year cycle for, like, the PS3, 360, and the Wii. But, uh, like you were just saying, you know, it's like it wasn't until, like, about 2015 that we really started seeing, like, games come into effect for the generation. But, yeah, you know, with Resident Evil 3 Remake possibly coming out, like, maybe, this is what I'm guessing, and people can just take a grain of salt, you know, for those that are listening... 
I would think that this would probably be like a cross general like this is like a cross like platform sort of game between the next Xbox and like the Xbox One or the next PlayStation and the play PS4. It would make sense in that way. As long as, say, the new consoles that come out don't do what uh, these consoles have done in the beginning and just port a whole lot of the last generation stuff to their fucking current system. Yeah. I think that's going to be different this year, though, with backwards compatibility. I feel like, um, I think that might change the game, but I mean, there's still going to be, I'm sure, like a lot of third party people are going to be trying to sell, you know, they're going to be Madden on Scarlet and the next Xbox One. You're going to see that, but. Well, that's given, though. Yeah, I feel like I, I wasn't so bad last year. I remember, like, EA's, like, for $10, you can upgrade from, you know, Battlefield, what was it, 4? You can upgrade it from PS3 to PS4 for 10 bucks. Like, that wasn't so bad. You know, for yeah, some, that that in and of itself wasn't so bad. But I, I don't deal think gamers are going to be as tolerant about that the next generation because why would you need to do that? Unless you have backwards compatibility, and then you can just put the disc inside the fucking system. Yeah. <laughs> or the digital content unlockable. Yeah. I'll I... tell you what, Tyler, it's like, if somebody does the same thing for the next console that they did for the PS4 and just not had backwards compatibility for their previous content, no, that's not going to work. Yeah. That's not going to work. It didn't work for a good extent for this generation, you know, yeah. but... I, I feel like, I mean, the only thing I can see, like, cross-gen, or uh, cross um platform is definitely crossplay you know has really taken off in the last year as we've seen with like call of duty you can play with xbox P- ps4 pc players fortnite right. rock league um i feel like the, that i'm curious how it's going to work with like cross gen like are ps4 people going to be able to play ps5 people and xbox one scarlet people how's that going to work like I, that's the only thing i could see them like they might put like some kind of wall there where it's like well you can play cross platform yeah. you can play cross platform but just not with the new platforms like i could feel like I, I could see them like so that would be the only way where it's like all like if you know if there's like six of us in a group on call of duty for next year's call of duty it's like four of them get the new new uh uh the new ps5 and i'm like i'm still playing call saying. of duty on ps4 it's like well fuck now i gotta now i gotta get up here like that's like and, and also chat like that's gonna be where the, where like they're gonna get i think they can get a lot of people and, but i mean i don't know i'm not trying to like say like ah oh, they're evil corporation but they very well could that they could do that so i don't know i uh, we'll have to wait and see but um i don't know i i think go, going back to resident evil 3 though it's like i guess it's like what every other january they like to release it so i i could see that being like a for sure being like a january 2021 game um, yeah yeah and then but, um, who knows resident evil 8 and there's that other weird resident evil game i can't remember what it's called um the project something where it's like you're like controlling the 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 zombies and like um all that so like it's like the left for dead resident evil game so who knows what's going on with that like we've seen a bunch of Uh, gameplay for it but they haven't announced like a release window oh that one i don't know either yeah so i really don't yeah so uh, that game doesn't i don't think that game looks all that great but um it looks like one of those weird like resident evil games we're used to seeing where it's like like the only like it's like the old Capcom games where you should see and it's like eh, that doesn't look very good. <laughs> like Resident Evil Dead Aim or Resident Evil like uh, oh god, what were yeah. some of the offshoots from like, the main series? Like those 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 uh, what was it? Oh, there was like uh, there was Umbrella Chronicles. Yeah, I was gonna say the on rail like, Wii games that weren't very good. Oh, the on rail! Oh, I know exactly which ones you're talking about. You're talking about the Umbrella Chronicles, and you're talking about like uh, the. There was like two. Yeah, there was of two light gun centric, like Resident yeah. Evil games that were based loosely upon the uh, story from yeah. the previous Resident yeah, Evil. Yeah, I games. played Umbrella Chronicles, and that was just you just played one through four, and like it oh, just kind of basically in like three hours. <laughs> Dude, was, I remember playing I through the Umbrella Chronicles. It was like on a. I think it was either a free game on PlayStation Plus or something oh, yeah, like that they made on it PS3. A move, they made it a move game. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny part about it is you could use a PS3 controller and you can actually go through and just, like, do it that way. I remember, like, the second one of those, I got, like, halfway through and I stopped. Yeah. But, uh... They were not good. Yeah. They weren't as good as they could have been. No. But, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I, I'm curious, but I'm worried about that game. Not being, and it's like that... It's that weird, that shitty third-person shooter Resident Evil game they made. That was, like, an online shooter. It's like, why is this a Resident Evil game? Umbrella Corpse. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
and that was only like 2016. So it wasn't like Dude, it's not like I know. Capcom's been great forever. It's like it was like just like not too long ago they were still making shitty games. Yeah, they were in a, a rut yeah. from what they wanted to try to do to try to match the AAA like uh, online shooter aspect that was so popular with Call of Duty and Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I, I, and also Resident Evil Eight. That I feel like that's got to happen. You think that would happen before three? But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Where, who knows when that franchise is going to go? But um, moving on. I don't know how much how much interest you have in this. I have a little bit. But the Half Life Alex. Um, have you heard about? You've heard about this, right? The VR game. Yes, I've heard a little bit about this new VR game that's made by Valve in continuation for the Half Life. Like it's it's just a basically a new Half Life like uh, game, and that's pretty much why people are so interested in it is because Valve is making a VR game of Half Life. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I like I don't know how, how much interest you have in Half Life, but like I, I played the Orange Box. Uh, I really enjoyed Half Life Two, and Episode One, and Episode Two. Those games were really really good, but it's like man, that was two thousand eight, two thousand seven, two thousand seven that came out. So we're talking. I know, right? It's over like years later when it's thirteen comes out. years later. Yeah, and it's like how and even back then, you know, how it's many like people yeah. care or remember or even know of like Half Life at this point, and like how many people are going to go out and get a, a VR headset to play this game? Like, I guess a fair amount, considering that there was so much buzz upon it on Twitter and stuff that was almost trending number one on the fucking trending thing in terms yeah. of gaming because of this. Oh, oh, Valve is making a new Half-Life game. Yeah. You know, just all that hype. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal that they're making a new Half-Life game, I think. I, I understand, like, what, like if they announced Kojima was making a Metal Gear VR game, I'd probably freak out, I guess, in that sense. But, like, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I just look at this. I'm just like, I, I think what got me more is, like, I'm just starting to shake my head at it. It's like, everybody's, like, watching that trailer. And it's like, it's the Mario 64 VR games. I'm like... We gotta oh like how many I don't know like I have a VR a PSVR like uh, it, it's fine, but it's just like how how many times am I gonna hear this is the the, 60, the Mario sixty four of VR games <laughs> like I I feel like I hear it like every like not nah, I, I shouldn't say every six for a while there it felt like every like three to six months when VR was like I feel like it, like that trend I feel like it's it's turning more into a trend uh, I mean maybe with half-life alex it might change but it's like i feel like that was just it's like a, a it's like kind of the Wii in, in a sense where it's like it was cool for a few years and it's starting to die off a little bit but um i don't know i'm just tired of hearing that uh, like with moss like that was a really fun vr game it's a really good game like if you have the, you have a vr headset and you can play it play it super hot really good really good vr game really good game really good vr game if you have psvr or you have a vr headset play it but it's like these like there, there's Mario 64 is like it's just like that is like a, the, one of the greatest games of all time you know that's a game that you can play now and it's still great and it's like I look at like I understand what you're trying to mean by it's the Mario 64 VR games but it obviously is not like we haven't had the Mario 64 VR games if there ever is going to be one like there's not going to be that thing that's going to like transcend and change games forever. Like we haven't had it yet. I don't think it's I don't we haven't had an experience like that in a modern gaming like for a long while. Super Mario 64 was that pivotal game that was a cross between the 2D and like the 3D sort of platforming and that 3D adventure sort of format and stuff that transcended and actually evolved the gaming industry based upon how successful it was and how innovative it was at that time. And yeah. yet currently VR, it doesn't have that one game that would influence, like, say, future generations in terms of molding games based loosely upon that VR experience. Yeah. You know? I, I, I just, I'm so, I, get that, like, I don't know why, it's just like that, why that term has, like, it just, it's like the term that kind of grinds my gears, I guess, where it's just like, oh, it's just so fucking, like, the game's not even out until March. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> calm down, people. Like, I, I hope it is. Like, I want VR. Like, I don't regret my VR purchase. You know, I, I think I've got enough enjoyment. I'm like, but it, I look at I look at like the Wii in a sense where it's like, 
Yeah. There's a lot of fun exper- there's a lot of fun experiences on the Wii, but it's right. it's not gonna transcend gaming into something different. No. Like it didn't honestly the whole motion control things was probably one of the uh this was one of those gimmicks for a game console that didn't even <laughs> it was good for what it did and it encouraged a lot of people, especially a lot of like uh older people and a lot of kids just to go through and just do the wag the the whole motion control stuff the waggle of like wee bowling and this and that but other than that it was just it didn't evolve more than just a gimmick yeah that's a shame yeah and uh, right now i mean it's going to put it i think the vr is a gimmick at for right now and i I hope it takes off it'd be awesome if it did i don't necessarily want to foresee myself buying another vr headset anytime soon um but I don't know. I I just like I said. I don't know why that just that term has been like. Ugh, until you're transported stop. to a game world and stuff, you're pretty much like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Until there's that one game or something that just transcends you to some like an isekai sort of world and stuff, to where you're inside the game and try to actually live like real life. You know, that'd be kind of funny. Yeah, like <laughs> it was funny. Like um, uh, Corny's uh, nephew uh, Ty was over here. And he, I think he's like six. And uh, yeah. we actually played through the entirety about Until Dawn, the Rush of Blood or whatever. And yeah. it's the on-rails shooter game. Like, There's no reason why it's an Until Dawn game. It's just it's an on-rails shooter. They just threw Until Dawn on there because it's serious popular. Right. And uh, we played through that. And I'm like, that oh, was a cool experience. Like, And I was like, I immediately forgot about it as soon as it was done. We put the VR headset over. Like, that's cool. And a lot of people were, like, were praising that game when the VR headset first came out. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, all right, that's it. Like, I don't know. It's, I'm not trying to poo-poo VR. Like, I think it's it's definitely a cool thing, but there's no reason for anybody to jump into that 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 thing right now. Um, right. So I don't know. But uh, that's that's all I had. It was like a little mini rant on the on the Mario 64 term for VR games. Just to stop. Um, but moving on to our last week, last little topic we have. Uh, this is a hangover from. Uh, a holdover, rather, from uh, our last show we did, but the October MPDs. Um, it's one of my favorite things to look at every month for gaming. Um, so we're going to run through the top 20 list here. Um, so number 20 was Breath of the Wild. 19 mm-hmm. was uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. 18, Code Vein. Uh, 17 was Smash Bros. Ultimate. 16 was Overwatch. 15 was Mario, uh, Mario Kart, Mortal Kombat 11. 14 was GTA 5. 13 was My- Minecraft. 12 was Mario Kart 8. Uh, 11 was Link's Awakening. 10 was Ring Fit Adventures. Uh, <laughs> 9 was Borderlands 3. 8 was FIFA 20. Uh, 7 was WWE 2K20. Uh, yeah, I know. 6 was Ghost Recon's Breakpoint. 5 was NBA 2K20. 4 was Madden NFL 20. 3 was Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, 2 was Outer Worlds. And 1, obviously, was Modern Warfare 2019. So, uh, okay, the first two I'm not surprised about. Outer Worlds has been doing well, and this Modern Warfare game, this Call of Duty game, the most recent one released this year, has been getting some rather interesting praise from it, and it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised, really, because, for one, it's the first time in a long time where it feels like a return back to form, apparently, from yeah. what I've been hearing from other people and watching from YouTube videos. What's really surprising is how high NBA 2K20 and WWE 2K20 are selling, considering yeah. both games are kind of questionable in terms of not just the microtransaction stuff, but especially for quality control. And I'm talking specifically for WWE 2K20. Yeah. I'm not too sure if you've actually seen a lot of the YouTube videos from oh, this yeah. one man. Not, not just like the glitches and all the other stuff, because, yeah, that's just something... That's just something in and of itself, but there was actually a developer that worked with Ukes and 2K in terms of doing the storyline things for 2K, like, no, for WWE 2009 and then 2010 and 2011, and basically he kind of summarized it best to where when Ukes, the developer, the Japanese studio that uh, was helping make these WWE 2K games and stuff like that when they were with THQ upwards until last year... They basically left and stuff, and they, and 2K basically thought they could just give it to like their visual studio and stuff that did like 2K20 and stuff. But the summary that I 
the whole like comparison I kind of liked the best, what this dude was going to describe, was basically, let's say you're in an apartment, right, for like about 10 years, and all of a sudden your landlord just decides, like, oh no, you keep everything here inside this your apartment, so if you go and stuff, and then they introduce someone new into your old apartment, and uh, basically have them like just go through, okay, have at it. So the question <laughs> in that kind of room, and basically why he made that type of comparison is basically... 2K gave the keys to this inwards like developer and stuff to try to basically dissect how 2K20 you know works and operates and stuff and you can totally tell from the quality videos the visual stuff everything else that they did not know what the fuck they were doing and apparently it's so bad that the one patch they did have it's said to have corrected a lot of that stuff no no, basically it fixed maybe a couple of things, but it's still in the same broken state as when it launched and uh, when it launched. So much so that the people that work inside that studio that was helping like push 2K20, a lot of them have quit, a lot of them have left. So we're just looking at a WWE game right here. This major game that was supposed to be released on a yearly basis, this is a it's basically a colossal mess, so much so that even during the Black Friday, retailers want to get rid of this game. I mean, really badly. It was down to $30. Still too much, if you ask me, for the quality that you're getting. This is a bargain bin level game. Yeah. I kid you not. From what I've seen, from what I've heard, from everything else, it's not a good game. So hearing about the internal stuff, from what I've been able to dig into it and that it's just it's just very surprising to me even regardless of all the media all the limelight all the game like all the people that have said okay this game is bad and this is why people are still buying it because it's a fucking WWE game I mean come on yeah <laughs> yeah it's oh. the same thing with the NBA games but I'm not, I'm not surprised about the NBA game being there because almost every year it's one of the top you know three games um, that's true so, it's one of the big three sports you know basketball baseball football and stuff those games are going to sell regardless yeah but uh when it comes to wrestling and stuff it that's just kind of much more of a trickier subject yeah it, yeah uh, hopefully it just goes away um yeah but who knows we'll see uh because it, it, it needs to go away for like a year or so but i don't know looking at this mm-hmm. list like it's crazy, you know, GTA 5 at 14. Like, we've been teased a few times where that game was, like, slipped into, like, the low teens. And we're like, we've talked about, like, oh, it's going to be gone next month, Gables. Every year around this time you, when, all, when all the big holiday games come out, it's like, ooh, it's going to be gone. Do you and it just, know, survives. And do you want to know what's interesting about GTA 5? Hmm. Is, like, even at retailers and stuff, the Xbox One version is, like, 20 bucks. The PS4 version is 20 bucks. And the whole PS3, Xbox 360 games, they're being sold for, like, $10 a piece. And it's yeah. like, God damn, this game is still alive. Yeah. That's what's that's what's keeping it going. But um Rockstar, milking that game for all yeah. it's worth. Yeah, and it's outselling the Red Dead Redemption 2, the game that everybody said was gonna be the game of the generation. Jesus Christ. And the, dude. It, the game from last generation's outselling it. So GTA five, man, it's just the cow that keeps on giving the milk, you know? You just yeah. see GTA five and the whole field of like all these other GTA five copies just being milked <laughs> dry and shit, just sell to retailers. We're going to sell to consumers and stuff. In like 20 years, you're going to have to like bury all the copies of GTA 5 next to the ET games. Like That's, oh that's the only way we're going to be able to get rid of them all. <laughs> that's the only way. We're going to designate a spot in like Roswell, Mexico and just have it buried inside this junk heap and stuff. Yeah. like That's that's the only <laughs> way we're going to be able to like handle it. We're going to have more copies of GTA 5 than we are in nuclear uh, waste and then underground. Um, Which, by the way, listeners, that's an actual true thing that yeah. did happen. The whole yes. ET being like all those carts that were unsold to retailers being buried in the Nevada desert. Yeah, it's it's the only way. It's what we gotta do. But um, I don't know. Like looking at the some a lot of the list here, like Ring Fit Adventures being ten, eh, kind of surprising. I'm curious how that how that thing's doing. It seems like there, people are like, I've heard good things about it. I'm not interested at all in getting it. I've heard people saying some positive things about the Ring Fit. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like looking at the list, like Call of Duty, that's you know being number one that doesn't make sense. Uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised about Outer Worlds because that game being on Game Pass. But I remember Gears Five came out. Um, you know that game was exclusively on Xbox One and PC. And yeah. It was, uh, like, I think it was like uh, fourth or fifth in the month of September. 
and that you know in you were able to get that game if you had Game Pass Ultimate. So in this game, being on PS4, that tells me it's selling probably really well on PS4 um, to be number two. And then, like, Luigi Mansion 3, that game came out on Halloween, the last day of October, yeah. and it's third. So yeah. uh, that's awesome to see. You know, it's a, a Switch-exclusive game uh, released on one of the last days of the NPDs being third, especially above, like, in, you, know, NBA 2, you know, NBA 2K20 and Madden. Um, and, like, you know... Ghost Recon Breakpoint game that came out I think October 4th of it was the first week of October and it outsold uh, that game so that's 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 great to see that there, it's got strong numbers and I'm hoping that uh, it seems to sell well Cause, uh, and like Link's, Link's Awakening even being 11th a little disappointing to see cause, you know that, that game came out at the end of September but uh, I think it was like number one or two in September so uh, that game is probably doing really well itself but uh that's all we have for the topics this week. Uh, Gables, uh, what have you been playing, buddy? Oh my gosh, Tyler. I've been playing quite a bit, actually. Cool. But the big old thing that I know everyone's going to want me to talk about is Pokemon Sword and Shield. So, I bought Pokemon Sword. I have played through the entirety of this game. During the span of the nice. weekend alone that I had, that I had bought this game... That Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I had dedicated like about 20 hours, and I went through most of that game. And uh, the rest of the time, I finished up the thing, I did the uh, after-game content, and uh, I'm still playing it off and on. Obviously, it's taken a little bit of a backseat because of uh, my recent purchase of the Xbox One S <laughs> and everything else, but <sighs> this game is fun. This game is definitely the Pokemon game. You know, it's basically what it is. You know, it's just it's another Pokemon game. It's fun. There's a lot of good stuff to this. To be perfectly honest with you, it's not as bad as what people have been saying about it. I mean, sure, there's no national decks. I mean, I'm still angry that I can't, like, technically get a complete Pokedex inside of, like, say, Pokemon Sword or Shield. But at the same time... When I was able to use a lot of the new Pokemon in terms of like my team and this and that and stuff, I started to really enjoy this game. And I kid you not, it's like I started off with the Score Bunny. I had went through and evolved him into a reboot, like a Raboot and stuff, which is like this crazy looking like ninja, like bunny sort of like. It looked like one of those like soccer players and stuff with a high jacket and this and that. To like uh, its final evolution, it's called Cinderace, which is basically like a soccer ace, like from a big old like FIFA soccer team. You know, it's basically like a soccer <laughs> rabbit, dude. It's awesome, and his animation for his whole pyro kick and stuff like that—it's basically him taking a little pebble and just kicking it up and stuff, and just creating a fireball and just sh- just chucking the damn thing, kicking it towards the opponent. It is an awesome attack, <laughs> but. Uh, Dude, there were so many other new creatures that I did love playing. I mean, there's this one little Pokemon that's called Impidimp, right? So Impidimp was one of those Pokemon that was shown like in one of the earlier trailers and stuff. Well, it turns out he evolves two times. That's uh, He has this middle evolution that sort of looked like an emo, sort of like a dark fairy sort of like uh, creature. He, I think it's called like Morgrim or something of that sort. But uh, when he evolves into his final form, it's like a gigantic orc. It's like a gigantic hairy orc, and it's called Grimmsnarl. And it's like a fucking dark fairy type, right? And it has a move called False Surrender. Now this move, it's 100% accurate. It's like, it never misses. And so it has 80 power, right? For like a dark type move. And it's one of those go-to moves I love going, like and playing, along with his uh, one of his other moves that he uses, like uh, Play Rough. Play Rough inside Generation 6 was a fairy move, and they sort of like nerfed it a little bit, so now it's not like as accurate because i think play rough was like a wasn't a i want to say it was 100 percent accuracy for like one generation but i'm not 100 percent sure but anyway it's like grim snarl like doing that and like i basically caught this little bird at the beginning bird of the game called rookity and what's so cool about this evolutionary line it's a combination of a bird and like uh, a knight so basically what you have is like a knight version of like a bird. So it's it's flying steel. It's final evolution, right? So you go from Rookity and it evolves its middle evolution as like a Corvus Squire. And as soon as that, it evolves into its final form, which is Corviknight. 
And I've got to say, man, Corviknight was one of my favorite Pokemon that I had in that entire team. And it's the only one in my entire party, after I found the whole, like, perfect IV, like, checker and stuff to check how good my stats were for each individual Pokemon, it's the only Pokemon on my entire team that had a perfect health stat. It was just kind of funny just getting into some of those details after beating the game, but... <laughs> what I'm saying, though, is, like, I enjoyed playing a lot of the new Pokemon that were inside there. I specifically created a team solely upon new Pokemon from Sword and Shield, and I infinitely liked it better that way. So, for example, it's like I got this uh, one Pokemon by the name of, uh, oh gosh, Yamper. Yamper, it's a little Corgi Pokemon, right? And it basically evolves into like a Golden Retriever called like Boltund. And uh, it ended up becoming one of my best leadoff Pokemon because it knows the, it knows the, the move Nuzzle, which basically, it's a power, it's like an electric attack move, right? It does damage, but it guarantees to paralyze a Pokemon. So I ended up doing that a lot of the time in order to try to get past certain battles and this and that. Then, like, uh, I had this, this rock water type Pokemon called uh, Choodle that I encountered. And what's interesting about it is I looked... <laughs> I don't think I've only seen that Pokemon once. And when I encountered it in the wild, I'm like, oh my god, this 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 damn thing is so derpy looking. And so when I caught it, I gave it the nickname of Pinhead. Because <laughs> it basically had a gigantic like spike on the top of his head, right? And what I didn't know and I didn't realize is that's the pre-evolutionary form to another Pokemon that we saw from the reveal trailer. Dreadnaw. And so I got this this giant snapping turtle on my team, right? It's like, it knows Rock Slide, it knows this thing called Liquidation, which is like a physical attack move for water. And so this thing was so cool because it was bulky, but it knew a lot of good physical water attacks. My entire team was based upon physical attackers, and not like not like how in past games where I would have like a mix of special attackers and physical attackers. No, I had just pure physical types from... My uh, Cinderace to my Grim Snarl to my Corviknight, and even like with Dreadnought and stuff. Now, granted, there and even like Bolton and stuff. I, 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 I'm not too sure which. Oh yeah, the last Pokemon that I had on my team that I decided to use, there was a Pokemon that was revealed that was an Apple, right? It was called Applin, and basically what it's a cross between it's a Grass type and a Dragon type. So the whole backstory of this Pokemon, Tyler, it's. <laughs> It's basically a dragon wanted to go through and hide from predators, right? And it basically hit like <laughs> it basically hid inside of an apple and just like <laughs> camouflaged itself. That's awesome. So that's what's my for way to live life. You know, it's it's what's funny is depending upon what type of an apple you feed it, it can actually evolve into a different form. So it has two forms, right? Inside of the sword version, you can get either you can get like a a, a tart apple. Inside shield, you get like a sweet apple, right? And what's interesting is in my version, I fed it the tart apple and it evolved into a Pokemon called Flapple. <laughs> it, it's basically, it, when it evolved, it looked like the dragon just emerged from the apple and just started flying and stuff. And I'll tell you what, it was one of the best Pokemon of my entire team. Because <laughs> this damn thing, it could set up a dragon dance. And you know what Dragon Dance does, dude? Hmm. It does it boosts up your attack and speed by a stage. Meaning if you can set up with that damn thing and you use something like Dragon Rush with his physical attacking dragon type, dude, you're almost guaranteed to sweep. <laughs> and uh basically I was using some old strategies I used from past games, and it was working with uh, this this flapple, and I was just having a fucking ball with it, because it's like here I am. I'm like towards the end parts of like uh, the past the last couple gyms and stuff, and I basically used this Flapple to go forward and set up, and I just swept, especially when I Dynamaxed that damn thing into, like, a gigantic, like, flying Dragon Apple. It just, it just basically dragon did apple. this whole... Yeah, it's that. a gigantic Dragon Apple. I just, I love that term. It's my new favorite term, Dragon Apple. <laughs> but this dude was, like, one of my MVPs for, like, getting, like, just taking out the last couple gym leaders in that whole gym leader challenge. Oh my god, though. I will say that the game in and of itself, I kind of felt that there were some things that were easy about it, but at the same time, with the team that I constructed 
and basically the whole format and how gems were presented inside of Pokemon Sword on top of some of the characters that you encountered, it felt really fresh. I mean, you had characters like, say, like Marnie that you would, that uh, it's like one of your rivals and stuff. You have Hop, which is like the uh, brother to the Pokemon champion that you have to go and face. And then there's this other antagonist called Bead and stuff. So basically you've got these like other rivals and stuff that you can go through. You have basically three other rivals that act to like in certain forms, right? Plus you have this like you have like this uh the Pokemon professor and stuff and her granddaughter and this and that. But what I liked among all else and stuff is some bits of the characters in the story. The way I measure some like uh some of the characters I like inside stories is is I take it from this old adage that uh, I was basically have heard from before. Does the character change from the beginning of the game or the beginning of a story towards the end of the story? What do they learn? Do they change or do they remain the same character? And here's the thing that I've noticed about Sword and Shield is though the story may not be, and some characters may not be as strong as some, like, uh, a game that I had previously played that just focused upon character development upon all else and then it had, like, a lot of good gameplay stuff and Fire Emblem Three Houses. Pokemon Sword and Shield, you know, it didn't have a bad story in that regards. I love the idea of, like, having this big old, like, uh, this big old, like, freaking soccer match things of, like, these epic, like, Dynamaxing, like, in gym battles and this and that. And then all of a sudden, towards the end of the game, you're just going through in this big old round-robin tournament and all this other stuff. It felt like an actual main attraction you know it felt like you were more in enticed to actually go through and become the champion it's one of the first pokemon games that i've played where they actually give you the emphasis on hey you know what if you become the champion or blah 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 and so on and so forth oh hey man he's gonna do this it's like there's so much hype about you like just trying to take on the champion of himself and then just do this and that that uh, it made it built up to a little bit more epic so when you finally do face off against the champion and you do end up going through and doing what you do and stuff it makes it a lot more worthwhile in some of that regards so what i got out of pokemon sword you know it's like it's definitely a good game i felt it was a good game story-wise it's definitely better in terms of like some of the pokemon games that i have played I mean, you've got the classic stuff, you know, which are kind of timeless and stuff. But even if you were to compare some of the older Pokemon game stories with some, say, this one, I would say this is probably, like, maybe at the middle of, like, good stories is, like, at best. But in terms of the gameplay, in terms of the Pokemon, and in terms of, like, say, the whole wild area stuff, man, I'll tell you something. I kept finding new Pokemon every time I go into the wild area. And yeah, there's been a bunch of times where I've encountered so many strong Pokemon that uh, they were stronger than me that I could just easily run out of bat, run away from and stuff and just do this and do that. But at the same time, it was so fun because here I am exploring new areas, meeting new creatures, and basically catching a whole bunch of stuff. And it pretty much made it feel fresh, you know? It's kind of gives me that sense of wonder. It's like, oh, I wonder what's inside this area. Oh, this Pokemon and this Pokemon are in here. It's like, oh, hey, there's a wandering Machop over here. Oh, my God, there's a big old Machamp right here, and he's like freaking 50 levels higher than I am. Oh, God. <laughs> and there's and there's like a little true aspect to it where you have like, the beginning of the game, you have like these little Pokemon like chase after you and stuff like that, like a little Yamper or a little like... Uh, like the smaller Pokemon, like like Rookity and this and that, and all of a sudden when you get towards the end, the, like near the end of the game, you have these big old like powerful Pokemon, like Machamp, just chasing you down and this and that. You're trying to run away, like no, 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 get away. <laughs> <laughs> but from what it's worth, it's definitely one of the better games of the year, and it's definitely not deserving of a lot of like the major negative stuff that people have presented it with. Now, granted, this version these versions of the pokemon games like sword and shield are very like polarizing for people this is the first game where you don't have all the pokemon that you can technically put inside the game and this is definitely one of those games and stuff where i feel despite that it's very strong in terms of the character design in terms of the new pokemon and also in terms of like the presentation of a fresh take of the story granted it's still the whole same aspect of the gym leaders and stuff, and then you becoming the champion and this and that. 
but it's been presented in such a way where it feels a lot more fresh, in my honest opinion. But uh, that was Pokemon Sword. Other than that, I got the Platinum for Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight. Hmm. <laughs> so everything comes around in full circle, Tyler. The beginning part of this year, I when I bought that whole Persona pack for the PS4, the whole the dancing games, four, five, like, God, three, four, and five, I got the Platinum for all three, so that justified paying the $100 cost for the fucking games. <laughs> and I gotta say, man, the music's very catchy, and quite honestly, if you went to iTunes and just actually downloaded some of those songs, you would probably enjoy a, a hell of a lot of them. Because I'll tell you what, man, it's like I keep constantly listening to them, like streaming stuff for uh, on YouTube, and they always get fucking catchy and it makes me want to play those goddamn games again, you know? It's like, god damn it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing for a good part of this stuff. That's good, man. Um, I've been playing a little bit more of the Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, How has that been? It's been going good. Like I talked about last time we recorded, and I was only a little bit into it. Um, uh-huh. And, I don't know, I think I probably played um, a couple hours at that point. Now I'm probably like closer to like five or six hours in now. And right. Like, I, I'm enjoying it, but it wasn't like living up to that hype that like everybody was talking about when, like, when it was like when it was coming out and reviews were coming out. And maybe I was like getting a little too jazzed up, a little too hyped up for it. I was thinking, it's like ah, I just bought into it, thought thought of it too much. But um, I don't know. It was like playing. Like I really haven't felt the urge to go back and play it, and and I really haven't had much of the time to do it either. But um, I finally sat down um, and played for like three hours a day, and I was like, um, it like it finally clicked for me. Um, Oh, Probably about four hour mark, I would say. It clicked for me. And I played a couple hours past that. Um, where you start to get more powers. Um, and it's, it's like I've talked about before, and a lot of people already know it's a Metroidvania style game. So you're going to go, there's like four main planets. You're going to go, you're going to go like to different planets and unlock something. You have to go back to a previous planet and you can do, create new paths. And um, I was like, oh, I'm not really liking that loop so much. And the map is kind of confusing the way. It, I still don't like the map. The map is not really well made out. So like, like the, the Metroid map in the original NES game um, is way better than this map, I think. Uh, but uh, There was no map inside the original Metroid. Oh, no, there was one. No, no, I was thinking of the Zelda no, map. No, no, no. You're thinking of Super... You're th- probably thinking of Metroid 2 or Super Metroid. Probably Super Metroid. I never played... You're right. I never played the original Metroid. I'm thinking of Super Metroid. That map is better than this map. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, it's like a hologram, and like you, there's it's just because there's layers to the worlds, and it's just hard to kind of tell sometimes where you're at or where you need to go to get to places. Um, it, it's, it's, I'm getting a little better at reading it, but it's it's still kind of confusing sometimes. The best path to like get places. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it's just like, as you're unlocking more powers, and really, what's getting me so much more than the actual like. The, the the metroidvania style like i'm not loving that but i'm i'm, still, I'm enjoying it to a certain extent is the story like there, oh, yeah. there was like a cutscene like that like did it, that did it for me i'm like oh yeah i'm in okay like i i'm i'm, I'm really starting to get invested into these characters in the story like i actually like there's like side lost side stuff you can do and i'm like i have zero interest in doing like the side stuff because like what's annoying is like the cool thing that you would find a lot of times in like in the Metroid games or Metroidvania style games, you find like upgrades or uh, new weapons, things like that. And this one, you like mostly like the things you're finding in like chests is like different uh, parts for your lightsaber. So you can make your light, like customize your lightsaber or you find a new poncho your character can wear. And it's like <laughs> this one, like, and there are like few and far between you can find things that will help you like increase your life and things like that, but it's they're very rare. Um, and there's okay. other ways you can use skill points to unlock. Uh, to increase like your life or your your your, your force uh, and your stamina and shit like that. Are there um, actually equipable ponchos in the game? There are there what? Are there actually equipable ponchos in the game? There are yeah, there are like forty different poncho options. Oh god uh, damn, dude, that yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I quickly got rid of the poncho and I just oh. wore something different. I'm it's not a poncho guy, man. Uh, there's like was knowing there's like forty different poncho options and there's four options for the non poncho poncho options. So dude, there's uh, just something like this like very appealing and stuff like just having a Jedi and there's like a poncho and a Mexican hat and stuff like that. If that was an, if that's an option, then I will go with that. 
<laughs> if I can have the, the Mario Odyssey poncho hat option, then I'm all for it. Oh. Oh my god, that'd be so cool. Yeah, give me that. I'll, I'll wear the fucking poncho for the rest of the goddamn game. But I don't, I don't think that's going to... I don't foresee that happening. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just... It's definitely clicked for me. Like, in the like the, the gameplay was always... Well, it was always good enough for me. But it was like... Uh, it had some of that Uncharted feel to it. Where it's, it's not as good as like... You know, getting around the planet. Like a lot of climbing and jumping. Things like that. It's like, ah, this doesn't feel as good as Uncharted. But the combat's really good. And like I talked about, it's very Dark Souls easy. And it's tough. It, I, I, it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, and dying is very frustrating. And... That's probably one of the bigger pain points still is when you die, the, the low times are terrible. It takes like a full minute or more to get back into the game. Um, and then on top of that, if you like die, you lose all of your skill points that you've earned in that point that like, you haven't used. So uh, it's kind of like, you know, like you lose your souls when you die in Dark Souls, you lose your, your, your skill points you earn. Um, but like that, that can be a little frustrating at points. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely, it's clicked for me. Uh, in, in the last little bit here, so I'm like, nice. I'm like full on like, oh, I just want to go back and play this game some more now. Um, so yeah, because like I, I, I just I don't even want to. I don't care. Like I don't like I said like the Metroidvania part almost is like a deterrent to me because like I just want to play the fucking like main part of this game because like the boss fights are pretty are like really cool. Right. Like the characters are like I'm all in on the characters. I want to know more about the story. Like I just want to know more about this game. Like, I want to play more. Of the, I just want to get through the game and, just, like, experience more of it. Um, when the dogs is drinking in the background now. Sorry if you can hear that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I, I'm I'm really enjoying this game. So, uh, I'm glad it clicked for me. Because I was getting worried there. Because I'm like... And I don't want to sit there and say, oh, you should play this game. Because it, it might take you a few hours. Because I always hated that. Where it's like, oh, you know, you play the game for, like, three, four hours or five hours or ten hours. It gets good. It's like... I'm like I'm not gonna say people should do that. Like I re- I would recommend I would I'm not saying you should, but I'm saying if you're interested in playing Star Wars, like be just be known. Like it might take you a little bit to get into this game because I like because like you, you go to the first planet after like the the main the start of the game. You go to one planet and then you go to a different planet. So I went to the I went to three of the four planets and I had to go back to one of the first planets, and that's uh-huh. where it clicked on me. So it's like it took me a little bit. It took me a little while to get to get into like really hooked on this game. So nice. <coughs> Excuse me, but um, yeah. So I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, that's really all I played the last uh, couple weeks. Is is that you know I dabbled into a little bit, and then I had played in probably a week and a half or so, and then I just sat down, had some time today, and really jumped into it. And uh, yeah, it's been a blast. So uh, that's all I've been playing. Uh, I'll. You know, hopefully you can be able to play it some more throughout the uh, the week or so, and talk about it a little more in depth next time. Uh, hopefully, I want to get I want to get back to Death Stranding. That's something I want to get into. But uh, uh, I heard I know that's going to be like a fifty hour game for me. In Fallen Order, I've heard it's like a fifteen to twenty hour game. So, um, right. But yeah, um, I think that's it for us, Gables. Uh, so thank you so much yeah. for, for listening. If you want to hear more from us, we do have a Facebook page and group, Drunk Death Stranding Podcast. Like, join us on there. Uh, at Twitter, uh, look us up uh, at Drunk Nerds Pod. Uh, follow us on there. Excuse me, Anderberg. Follow us on there. And then on twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Uh, follow him on there, please. Um, uh, at YouTube, we are Drunk Nerds. Uh, subscribe to us there. Give us a big thumbs up on our show. Leave us a comment too. iTunes, uh, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Subscribe, please. Give us a five star review and leave us a comment. Um, go to all those places. Oh, and then Spotify, uh, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Um, Follow us on there. If you know how to leave a review, if that's possible, leave us a really good review, please. And so check us out in all those places. Thank you so much for listening. I was your host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gable. So until next time, everyone, have yourself a good time. Honestly, play yourself some good games. Among all else, thank you for enjoying another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Thank you, Gables. Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.